All right, Snow Jobs Nation, here we go. Episode 49 of the Snow Jobs Podcast, powered by Top Gun Backblades, is off and running. As always, I'm Steve. I'm the juice box guy. That's right. You know who's with me? The Rick James of Snow Management from Glacier Snow of Fargo, Mr. Jeremy Lindstrom. I'm one of the baddest motherfuckers of all time. One of the best singers, one of the best looking motherfuckers you've ever seen. Hold my drink, bitch. Jeremy, what's up, buddy? Not a lot. Just getting by another day. How about you there, juice box guy? Take three. Take three. Uh, I can't remember what we already said and what we didn't say. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're having some technical difficulties trying to get this in before the storm with all the boys yeah. here. So uh, this is take three for episode oh, you're, 49. You're so t- excited. You're so worked up up there. You know, nothing's working. We're making lemonade. We're making lemonade, baby. That's what we're doing. <laughs> oh, boy. So, I mean, yeah, we got a storm coming. Uh, they're calling for 16, so we'll probably get like three. Two. Maybe two. Maybe rain. I don't know. We'll see. I'll let you know on Monday. Tell everybody the next episode. But, yes, a lot of guys will be getting substantial snow in the Northeast uh, Saturday into Sunday. So that's good for a lot of guys. Uh, a lot Hopefully. of areas calling for a foot or more. Hopefully. Right now. Hope you guys get it. We're getting yeah. maybe maybe what an inch, I think, uh, possibly an inch or two here t- tomorrow night. Nice. All right. Doing something. Yeah, we'll see. We'll make I'll the best work. of it. You know, you know us. Work. I'll be at work tomorrow night, so I'll be able to jump on the call. Yeah. That'll be fun. Cool. Yeah, it looks to be uh, a decent storm for, uh, let's see, Anthony Mann in uh, the Poconos, PA. He's looking like he's over a foot right now on the GFS and the Euro. James Doyle uh, will not be, actually. James is away. so his He's going to be, visit, yeah. He's going I to don't visit, know where bro. he's going, but I know he's going away. So Florida. Is he, he's going, is he going to Disney? Taking his boy. Uh, oh, that's awesome. Yep. First Disney trip. Yep. Good for him. That'll be a good time. Love Disney. And as you know, Brandon Riley loves Disney. You know, Mickey Mouse Snuggies for all. Yep. So uh, we got the right guy to talk Disney here. Boy. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, Massachusetts, I think even Robert up in uh, up in Maine there is going to get uh, a good portion of this. So it looks like a, a big nasty. So we'll uh, we'll see. If the weather guys uh, can predict the models or not, so far they keep escalating and then de-escalating and, you know, what they do, what they do. And then 24 hours out, they'll tell you what you might be getting. Yeah, you bet. What's Sounds about gonna, right. <laughs> what's going to happen for Mr. Young up there? He's the same uh, Matt, I, yeah, I think Matt's in the like 8 to 12 range right now on the last model run for as of an hour ago. So we're doing this. We're doing this on Thursday, so we'll let you know what we get out of this whole thing in the next episode. But uh, what do we got here today? So today, guys, we are doing part two of our equipment review with friends. All right, last week we covered, you know, loader pushers, skid pushers and plow systems, truck plows. Uh, We were going to do sidewalk machines and tractors and stuff, but, you know, there was so much good information coming from the boys that uh, we just ran out of time, so we decided to do part two. And we have all the same boys back with us. We got Brandon Riley from LADC again, Josh Abrahamson from Valley Green, and Mitch Mullert from From the Ground Up. So the same boys back again to give the give their opinions. Uh, this week we're going to cover, like we said, the sidewalk machines, different classes of sidewalk machines, tractors, which I know nothing about, uh, and salt spreaders. All right, so uh, I'm looking forward to hearing uh, all these guys have tractor experience. So I'm I'm looking forward to hearing a lot about the tractors because, as I said last week, there might be one in my future. 
So, guys, again, this is just our opinions and the opinions of our guests. But, you know, they're always going to be honest opinions. You know, and as far as experience levels with this stuff, you know, Jeremy and these three guys have an abundance of it. They all know their shit. They, they do a lot of research. They do a lot of homework. And they have a lot of time with boots on the ground using this stuff. So, uh, you know, take everything you can from them and uh, use what you can to, to help your own businesses and buy the right stuff for you. All right. Uh, you guys all loved that last episode. So, you know, today we've got another one coming for you. Jeremy, you got anything else, buddy? Uh, buy some more merch. Oh, we'll get to that. <laughs> we'll get to that. Let's hear from Top Gun. We'll be back in 30. You should be proud of what you've built. You're a fantastic small business owner. You've become a relentless problem solver. You meticulously planned out your winter routes and estimated service times. You certainly know where all the manhole covers are. But for the first time in a long time, you've got a new dilemma on your hands. Do I go home early or do I take on more sites and get that money? It's hard to say no to that extra fat paycheck. Since you added the new Top Gun backblade to your fleet, you're completing your whole route in nearly half the time. It's a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. What do I do? Longer coffee breaks? Call my mom? Quick snooze? Suddenly I've got options. Find us on Instagram at Top Gun Backblades or Google us. Welcome to Team Top Gun. All right, guys, we're back. So the week in review, you guys all know what we did last week. We had the boys on, like we just said, talk yeah. equipment. Uh, they did an absolutely awesome job with that. I've heard nothing but awesome feedback from uh, from that on for everyone. Uh, guys were loving that. So I want to thank the boys for coming on and doing that last week and sharing their knowledge and experience. And again, for being with us this week. You know, uh, we always have a great time talking to these guys. Right, Jay, you, you're hearing any negatives? Nope. Nope. No negatives. It's just well, our saw, opinions and use our opinions Cage, right. uh, Cage posted a nice a nice thing today. They uh, they liked what Mitch and uh, and you guys had to say about the Cage system. Well, that was uh, that was nice. And like I said, it's always good to, uh, if a manufacturer is making a good product and they stand behind it and they make it right, hey, it's always good to get them a plug, right? Hell yeah. Anything else in the last week? Buy merch. Jeremy wants you to buy more merch. Get it out there. The people at the UPS store are probably missing me. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it was a slow week. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, yeah, guys, buy the merch. You know where to get it. All right. Snowjobsnationstore.com or off the website, thesnowjobspodcast.com. Go in and get your sweatshirts, your T-shirts, your long sleeve, your girl is on my plow list T-shirts, uh, whatever you want. Uh, stickers have we corrected the sticker issue yet i don't know i tried but i don't know i just I know. Been throwing, i've been throwing them in some packages all right there you go order a sweatshirt order of a hat t-shirt jeremy will throw you a couple stickers sounds like a deal to me man <laughs> all right anything else on the weekend review because i just want to get into this with the boys that's fine yeah let's roll you good i'm always good all right so let's hear from Muskox and Hilltip. We'll do an abbreviated week in review this week, and we will just get into it with the boys. So we'll be back in 60, gang. Hey, guys, Steve here. We're always looking for ways to save on labor and increase safety for our people. Last year, I purchased a game-changing snowblower from my company that does just that. It's called the Muskox. Its patented backdrag feature and design lets us get right up to our HOA garage doors and tight spots, clean them all right down to the pavement without scratching. This beast can also scrape hard pack going forward if you needed to. It's truly a dual threat blower. Give Muskox a call. Their staff are extremely knowledgeable and have been amazing with us. Muskox, snowblowers that backdrag.
Hilltip's patented line of ice striker spreaders and spray striker sprayers are revolutionizing the winter services industry. Equipped with our H-Track system, contractors can see exactly how much material is being applied anywhere on a customer's property. Work sites can be geofenced and assigned to a controller so that the correct amount of material is always applied. A two-way GPRS communication channel allows for remote adjustment of a machine's settings from any device anywhere in the world. To learn more, visit www.hilltipna.com. All right, gang, we're back. So let's just do it. Let's welcome in Josh, Brandon, and Mitchell and get this thing kicking. Boys, how are we? Yeah, doing well. Good. Good. No snow? Anybody getting anything? Flurries. I got a little bit right now, but that's about it. All because you're in 18 states. You got a very wide range of of areas. (laughs) How was your week's? What's that? My nuts getting snow right now, Brandon? Yeah, they had some moisture. My crew just sent in a site photos report, a snowstorm report of de-icing. Yeah. Cool. Nice. Everybody, uh, everybody, thank you for last week. You guys, uh, that, that was a wealth of knowledge. Loved hearing it. I'm really looking forward to this one because all of you guys are very big on sidewalk machines. I know you're all big tractor guys. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about that. So let's just get right into it, guys. Sidewalk machines. What's the best way to break it down for guys? Like classes? What do you think? Like stand-on versus mini tractors, larger tractors? Yeah, I think what do you there's think? definitely three. I guess you can go cab versus without a cab. Yeah. Three classes? Yeah, like you got your really expensive. All right, what you do got you like your really with? expensive cream of the crop. You got your middle level. And then you got like your Snow Raider mammoth ssv kind of out stuff is that's kind of how wow you, you're gonna put a ventrac product <laughs> in with a, a mammoth are you fucking kidding me i was waiting to see your face i went i wish <laughs> i could say a bad word about it i've never yeah. had a problem never had yeah, a single we, issue it's too cold up here we had an ssv at one point and it's just yeah, if we don't care for them so you got your like cream of the oh, crop yeah. class for us which is like your John Deere 1585s, your 3046s, your skid loaders, I guess, with a broom or something. But we in the Ventrac, like the 4500s or 4520s now, I think are all in that kind of upper class being there 50 grand plus yep. pretty easily. So yep. <laughs> yeah, the price tag is insane. We talk about the 4520, you know, a lot, the Ventrac stuff, but what we don't talk about a lot, which is all very popular with you guys, are those John Deere 1585s. Like, they they don't happen here. Like, I don't see them at all out. That That's like, a, I don't know if it's a Midwestern thing or what, but can you guys talk about those? Because it seems like, all, do you all of you have them? I think you all do, right? Yeah, we got three. And you guys all love yeah. them, right? Yeah, I guess they got their place. Definitely got their place, but... I mean, sadly, they've they've gotten bigger. Obviously, like if you go back to like the 90s, they had the 1445s. Those are the best because the back end was so narrow. I mean, you could go around a sidewalk and let's say your sign or you have a bollard. I mean, you could scoop in and around in and around all obstacles and not have to shovel anything. Hmm. Now they're a little bit wide. They're still compact. They're super small still. But, you know, they've gained their back end has gained um, over the years and they've gotten wider. And the price tag has just gotten very painful. Well, yeah. that that green paint is not cheap. You know that that that's expensive paint. Right heavy there. industrial, right there. Heavy heavy, heavy duty industrial yeah. green. That yeah. that adds uh, what thirty percent to the price. 
Same machine painted red will be 30% cheaper. Did you have Toros out by you, Steve? Because they also make like a, a, a similar style, like the 1585s, but um, Toro. If they are here, I don't see them. Around here, what you see a lot, you see the SSVs. You see, you know, you actually see uh, the last couple of years, we've seen a lot of those. Have you ever seen these Oryx Snow Rhinos? Little track machines with a straight blade? No. Never heard yeah, of. they're they, like these little green things. I, I like. I think they're under oh. ten thousand, so they're pretty popular. You know, if you don't have a lot of sidewalk, but you yeah. don't want to shovel it, uh, they become. I've seen a couple of them around lately. Snow yes, Raiders. I think What's I've seen. That? I think I've seen those at a show or something. Saw those at a show. Yeah, they're oh, like yes. like light green. Yeah. Yeah. Those... Yes. Yeah. Oh that. yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Somebody just posted like ten of them on. Yeah, on I saw Instagram. that too. I was like, what are those things? Yeah, I yeah. think they've been around for like five or six years i think and um they have tracks you know, right they have tracks yep they have tracks so yeah it, it's uh they've been more and more popular but i mean basically around here what you see the most of are definitely the ssvs the 4500s from vent track and then you see the uh, snow raider originals and the snow raider mags from boss so you guys don't mind having no cab stout and elements no i mean like even it's 40 degrees out yeah Basically, I mean, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but even this this weekend, you're looking at the temperature they just sent me is 32 to 36 during the storm. Short sleeves. So yeah. it's, yeah, it's not hard. It's, it's not water. hard to get them on the standards. <laughs> and, you know, with the other problem we have, I would love to get a 4500 for them or 4520, but we can't fit them. Like we're all Northeast is all very old infrastructure, you know, 36 inch sidewalks are the norm around here, you know, maybe 40 inches. If you're lucky, those 4520s are, I believe, 48 inches. I thought you had that. What's that? I thought you had a 4500 and you guys like the SSVs better. We have the 3400s. Oh, the 3400s we have. The SSVs, the guys will jump on before they jump in the cab of the 3400s. The 3400s, I think, are are like those 1585s, the style, the cab forward. Yep. Yep. Love those, but again, we can only use those in certain areas because their attachments are 48-inch attachments. So that limits us. But the SSVs, they fly around, and you know they're the only thing you can find that'll fit on a 36-inch sidewalk. I don't even think the uh, the Snow Raider Mag. I think all their attachments are like 42. So what I don't do think you, they do you, even fit on a 36. Huh? What, are you, what are you guys using for attachments? Brooms or blades or what's everything? We got V blade for the SSVs. We got V blades, brooms, and blowers. So we just order them the same way every time. And that way we, one breaks and we need another one. It takes a couple seconds. The only downside, since we're talking about it, the only downside with the uh, SSVs, if you're a bigger guy with bigger hands, trying to get in there to put those belts on the pulleys when you're switching attachments is not fun. That's the only downside. My number two can do it in like three seconds. Ed, Ed has no problem doing it. I, for whatever reason, struggle to get my hand in the right position to be able to get that belt around the uh around the pulley but i mean that would be my only complaint with those other than that we haven't had a single problem with them do you have any of the multi-force i mean you're a mower guy too so ever looked into I don't those do toro okay fair enough no we honestly we don't have a dealer close to us and i don't know i always I, i'd actually like to to know about that do you have multi-forces any of you we have one no. do you use it and in the snow one yeah it's 
it, it scares it, it's so fast <laughs> i just don't want someone getting hurt because it, it whips around it can go it can go pretty fast you hit the wrong bump or the wrong chip in a concrete sure and that guy's going gone. oh easily pitched yeah, yeah, absolutely yeah. but what like what i was my thought press process was if i need the mower to mow in the summer and then i'm gonna what salt it up all winter long like how what is the longevity and the life expectancy even if you you take care of it meticulously you're still, you know, you're always going to have that residue and stuff that start, starts rusting, you know, components that you're going to need. You know, how have they held up doing double duty like that? Well, we don't use ours to mow, but we do okay. use it for the snow side. So, and we, well, we, we have the blower for it too. So we use it for the leaves too. Okay. Um, and for parking lots, sweeping and cleaning corners and stuff like that. But uh, so far, pretty good. Um, and obviously it's only rear wheel drive. So, you know, you, you, can, you can get stuck pretty easy. You know, go, if you fall off the sidewalk into grass, it's, you know, I mean, obviously it's a mower, right? Everyone, it's pretty easy to move them around. If you have to, you can lift them up, not, li- you know, leverage them enough to get them back going where some of the other sidewalk machines, not so, so easy. Um, but if you have the the right wheel kit and everything, I mean, it can do what you need it to do. It It's fast. The hydraulic setup, I think is terrible, at least on ours, the way the lever system is set up. I mean, you're holding, you know, like a mower, stand on mower, you're holding your, you know, your safeties down forward and reverse, but then you're your um hydraulics are just two switches opposite directions your left and your right and it just it's it's uncomfortable it's not as easy as other things that are out there okay. at least for they, Maybe ours is set up differently than other guys is and they have they have like broom and and snowblower and everything for those now right yep we have a broomer a broom a blade and a blower um they also make a snowblower uh for it as well i think uh, there's a couple guys in minnesota i've seen that have run them um but i've heard I've heard mixed reviews on it, so we didn't we didn't pull the trigger on the snowblower. Gotcha. And Mitch, you we, have them. We too? had one, and we're using it for mowing and stuff, and just it, it works kind of good on any light stuff. But we have too many sidewalks that are enclosed. You know, they're not like pushed into a parking lot, so it mm-hmm. just was uh, really cool in theory and worked really great sometimes. But we need we like to have something that works all the time, like that. Every time. And so yep. that's why we went, I mean, like we have the 4,500s, the um, 1585s really like the cabs and those don't like John Deere's attachments a whole lot. And then we go down to like the X700 series mowers, like the 739s is what we've fallen on, which is a gas motor with four wheel drive, four wheel steer, heated cab, broom, blower, blade on them. The really good price point, well below like a 1585. I think you can get two for the price of one. Super, that's that's yeah. kind of what we've fallen on as our sidewalk machine of choice for anything small. And yeah, I think Putz can elaborate on that. He's got like a little of everything. So a yeah. hundred of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Putzy. Take us through your uh your your sidewalk recommendations. What do you like? Yeah, so we got the three thousand thirty thirty threes uh for our bigger tractors. Then we got one fifteen eighty five, a pile of seven hundred, seven thirty nines or whatever. Um, and then I have a couple of Ventrac 4500s and one 3400. Our go-to is either the 3033s or the 739s. Mm-hmm. You know, the 1585 is nice, but for about the same price point, you can get a 3033 and you can drive it around town here. So you don't need to have a trailer. The cab is quieter than the 1585s. The attachments are maybe, I don't know, I feel they're easier to take on and off than the 1585, but I'm maybe a little biased, I guess. Um, but yeah, so I guess 
We use the 3000s. We drive those around town, use them on bigger sidewalks with a sweeper or a snowblower. Then we got X700s with sweepers or blowers or blades. But like Mitch said, they're two for one. I mean, you can buy two 700s for one 3000 or 1585. So downfall is you need a truck and a trailer. You know, you got a trailer yeah, around yeah. town. Yeah. But like Mitch said too, the John Deere attachments, especially the sweepers, they're not, they're not bulletproof. So I've heard that. I've heard uh, that we, somewhere. We've uh, spent a lot of money fixing those things. And uh, like last year, we bought some more blades and we're just blading. You know, we got a pile of snow up here last year. So you we were blowing most of the time. But then we were blading too and kind of said, screw the brooms at that point, I guess. But um, we like our, like our John Deere tractors, you know, the 700s and the 3000s, the fit and finish of them is pretty nice compared to maybe like a Kubota. It's going to be maybe your only other, I don't know, competitive option, you know. Kubota is going to be cheaper. Um, I don't run any Kubotas, but but we like our John Deere, you know, the, the fit and finish, especially the 3000s. I mean, if it's a 15-degree day and sunny out, once it's done snowing, you can run that thing in a sweatshirt, you know. Um, mm-hmm. It's looks good. Uh, the 700s aren't quite as warm, but they're, you're out of the elements, you know. It's cold up here. Gotcha. Oh, it definitely is. So what, since you guys are all John Deere guys, like I'm not a John Deere guy at all. What is the problem with these brooms? Because we keep hearing this over and over. What is the issue with the John Deere brooms? What fails? Well, we have issues. We're not, we're not John Deere. We're John Deere by default because that's about the only option you have. (laughs) I got it. I got it. There's a lack of dealer options in Fargo. Okay. You guys run these, you know, them inside and out. What is the problem for everybody else out there that might be looking to buy these things? We had issues with, you know, the, the brooms, uh, it's a PTO driven, um, 60 inch broom. The PTO shaft runs a gearbox and then that, that runs a, like a stub shaft that's running a chain, two sprockets on it. And you know, our guys are hard on stuff, probably like everybody else, you bump a curb or this or that. And we had a lot of issues with gearboxes, some PTO shafts and the chains, um, that gearbox, you have to get it from, from John Deere and it's 1600 bucks, uh, oh. 1400 bucks, somewhere around there. Last year, I think we grenaded 10, 12 of them, you know, so we had a lot of money into gearboxes. Ventrac is, you're familiar with, like their broom mm-hmm. uh, belt driven, but hydraulic, you know, and I've never yep. had any issues with that, that broom. So Ventrac makes an outstanding broom. Yeah. They, we've, they, got, yeah. we've got a lot of hours on our 4,500 and other than putting bristles and bearings in it, we don't, it's never broke down. And so we kind of started thinking, well, you know, what's, what's a better option. And so long story short, uh, my brother-in-law made a hydraulic broom for these 700s. Um, I've got 10 of them and Mitch is trying one out right now. And, uh, to try to get rid of, you know, that, that headache of always breaking down, you know? And so that, and these are, these are specifically for the John Deere's. No, I mean, eventually if it works out, they'll be able to go on anything. Nice. You know, right now they're on a 700, the parts should be here to get them on a 3000 shortly. So you can run them on a 3000. Then the next step will be like a 1585 or a Kubota um, or 1025 John Deere or something, you know, just kind of keep seeing what we can get them on. If, as long as they keep working, um, so Sweet. Far we, we haven't had any issues with ours. Mitch got to run a little bit last weekend on his, but they haven't had any snow down there. So, but that's, I guess our, our pain, you know, we, we try to sweep our sidewalks up here. A lot of guys in the country, I don't think sweep 
sidewalks maybe as much. They blade them or blow them, and then it kind of melts if they put some salt on them. But it's mm-hmm. cold up here, you know. Uh, yeah. You got to try to get it down to concrete all the time. I guess that's what we do here. I think Mitch does it. I'm, I think Brandon, you sweep too, don't you? So. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're we're spoiled sometimes because, you know, like I think the day after this big storm, I think Monday is going to be 42. So, I mean, it's all you got to do is, yeah, get clear it down to, you know, as close as you can to bare pavement, throw a little salt down and you'll have black pavement in no time. Whereas that's not in the cards for you guys. It's just too cold up there. I mean, the nice part about brooming, too, is, though, obviously, like it saves you on salt at the end, too. Not only is sure. it getting you to concrete, but if you're putting, you know, if you have a drop spreader down on the back like we do on the 739s, I mean, you're putting down very minimal if you've broomed it clean, you know, versus yeah. if you blade it with a poly blade that's, or, you know, let's say, you know, your client wants you to do a poly blade because they don't want the rust marks on the concrete. So you're running a poly blade, it doesn't always scrape as nice. Um, so you're using twice as much salt than when you come in to salt that walk versus if you use the broom. Now, granted, the brooms do wear down. They cost a lot to maintain and, and repair, but the overall finished product is a lot, a lot nicer with a broom. 100%. Yeah, we do the same thing with the SSVs. When we have the brooms on, we have the salt spreader, the drop spreader on them set at notch one. Like you are dropping minimal amount of salt and it's sometimes still too much if the guy's not going fast enough. It puts that new broom. I think it's going to be the ticket. But how come you guys didn't go with the solid core bristles? I don't know. The, the We beefed the core up a little bit and it was just kind of easier to do wafers. I mean, I like the solid core that like uh, the 3400 has. Yeah. I think Mitch has those like wire wound ones from that company out of Wisconsin. Don't you have some of those, Mitch? Or no? That like it's like those yellow bristles and they're like wire spun um, together. We got all, all know, our Zarneth brushworks. They're I don't yeah. Okay. But yeah, so the the wafers, I mean, they're all right. The, the I do like the cores. I think you get a lot more wear time out of them, but yeah, um, we went with the, the wafers yeah, and right the now. The big so. thing with the Ventrax, too, I guess those solid core, um, and same with John Deere in general, everything's proprietary, it seems like. So the nice thing with the wafer style is it eliminates the need for a proprietary like solid core, um, where the bristles, you can literally get anywhere. You go to John Deere, get them. You can go to Bobcat, get them. You can get them through a aftermarket dealer. You know, So that, that definitely helps, I think, too, with that new broom. And then, yeah. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't know like what the um, biggest like solid core that you can get is either like that Ventrac, it doesn't like fling the snow is good. You know, like the, the 26 inch wafer seems like it flings it a lot better. Whereas that 4,500, it's not flinging it. I don't know how big of a core you can get, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um, that's one thing that we noticed, but. Josh, you said you have a 3,400 as well. Yeah. 4,500, which has, two. which has the warmer cab. 40 or the 3,400, the smaller yeah. one. Yeah. 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 Because so, of the cab buy, forward, you can't yeah, buy them anymore. I know. Trust yeah. me, I know. I love them, but yeah, you can't get them. You, you, you can still find actually decent used ones. Yeah, like a hundred hours, yeah, hundred hours, two hundred hours. I've seen a couple. So yeah. I mean, guys haven't been using them. Yeah, I don't know that the thirty four hundred works good. Uh, we got a spot that we do for uh, Glacier up here. That's super narrow sidewalk against a concrete building, and mm-hmm. so we have to use that. A John Deere won't fit on there with a broom. You'd have to either use a blade or maybe a snowblower, but the broom is going to be too wide. Whereas that 3400 with that, like, what is it, a 50 inch broom or something like that? I think it's less. I think it's 48. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's it's nice perfect. Little, yeah. It gets down some nice tight sidewalks. A lot of our sidewalks are wider up here, but at one facility, it's it pays for itself to have it, you know? So, yeah. It uh, always cracks me up, too, that these, these manufacturers, 
like you just said, there was a John Deere product that was perfect. I don't know if it was, I can't remember if it was Brandon that said the narrow back, you know, that was a perfect product and they, they got rid of it. Uh, the Ventrac 3400 was perfect. Having the cab forward, you could see your entire attachment. Whereas with the 4500, I have that damn engine cowling that you can't see three quarters of your attachment. And if you have a shorter operator sitting in that seat, forget it. He's, he's off the seat half the time trying to see over it to see where his obstacles are. I, I wish they, I, I know why they discontinued it. You know, it was an, it was a transaxle thing where they, they, the company that was building the transaxles for them just stopped uh, producing them. They went out of business. So rather than redesign the whole machine, they just, I think, eliminated it. But uh, that was a perfect machine. I mean, run them as long as you can, right? Yeah, I'm not going to Kubota diesel. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah, it's a no-brainer. The only thing is, that, have you found that they are tough, tough to keep uh, clean? Like the salt gets in everywhere in there. Yeah, there's like a lot of like nooks, especially in the yes. cap. Like that, it's got that rubber mat, and it's impossible to wash. Yep, uh, I would say that. And like compared to the 4500s, the if you blow a belt or whatever, it's a lot harder to change. 4500 is easier. Definitely. Oh, so the maintenance on that 3400 is a little harder, but we don't really have any issues with our vent tracks breaking down. It's just a problem if you want to go buy a new forty five hundred. Well, I mean, you're going to spend fifty thousand, I'm sure, at least. Mm, you know, easily really loud. Maybe sixty to get a. They're really loud, on the inside. Yeah, they're really, really loud. loud. Yes, yeah. they are. They're, yeah. On all of them, the thirty four hundred is a loud cab. Yeah. Uh, and the forty five hundred is a loud cab too. And that's what we didn't like about our fifteen eighty five too. That cab is it does echo a lot more than a three thousand cab. Yeah. So. When you got 10, 3,000 sitting there in one 1585, that 1585 is the last thing to leave my shop, you know, because guys all want the quieter cab. So, but. All right, so that, that 1585 class, the, we'll, we'll put the 4520 in there. Uh, we'll put, you know, the, that kind of stuff. What would your recommendation be for guys? Like, I mean, you guys are John Deere by default, you said, but I mean, Brandon, you got other dealers in there in your area, right? Like, yeah. What, what, I mean, I mean, are they? What's the fifteen eighty five price point? And what are yeah, they compared to Ventrac? You're going to pay sixty k. Same as them. Yeah, you're well, going to pay. That's that's a forty five twenty. I think you drop down to maybe fifties when you go to the uh, fifteen seventy five versus the eighty five. Um, I right. think that drops you down to the fifty range. Um, and then obviously, I mean, even getting a seven thirty nine X today with, let's see, a broom is going to cost you thirty seven five. You know, oh. so. They, like I just I mean, got quoted a fifteen eighty five. It was like forty six. Yeah, and wow. we're getting seven thirty nines with a quick hitch blade sprayer for like twenty nine thirty. So, yeah. okay, yeah. It's, so it's, you would go, you'd go with that us, smaller absolutely. one. Absolutely, yep. Because we trade, we trailer stuff anyway, okay. or we leave it on one site. So for us, half price is is nice, but the fifteen. 15- five uh sure if you're gonna road it and you don't have access to a truck and trailer i'd say it's definitely cheaper than a truck and trailer so tata um so the 1585 is roadable yeah, like is that, that quick that's yeah i mean that's Brandon was really, saying, when he really? was saying 1585 over 1575 i believe that's the difference right is is the road transmission yeah. I, I believe it's, it's, it's the speed yeah, yeah top speed or whatever isn't this like 16, 18? Isn't it 15, 18? Yeah, that, that could be. They still it, cruise. Either way, 
Yeah. That's still pretty fast. Yeah, that's still pretty yeah, fast. It, 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 it feels really a little well. dangerous when you're going that fast. Yeah, yeah. You look that wheel, it's really deal with it. The little reels, yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right, well, so I that's mean, an option. They're, they're still great. The only thing that we've noticed, obviously, like if you're if you're doing a salting application, you kind of have to dumb it down to the, like the 739 or what's the diesel version? The 759? 58 now. They don't make the 757. They made the 749, which is four-wheel drive, four-wheel steer, but then they discontinued that now, and it's just a 758, so it's four-wheel drive, two-wheel steer. You can't get the four-wheel yeah, steer anymore. Yeah, but it was too it, good. It, it worked too, too well. well they, it was like a, I think it was a yeah. So I think then uh, they had to put a roll bar on it. Well, you're not going to have a roll bar on a on a garden tractor. If you have the cab on, you already have the roll bar built in. But gotcha. uh, they couldn't sell it in the states without that roll bar. Is what yeah. I had heard. So I mean, yeah. and and that's the big like when we were going through sidewalk machines this year, we picked up one fifteen eighty five, one fifteen seventy five, and we picked up a couple of the seven thirty nine X's. And it, it, you know, when we were going back and forth, he's like, "Do you want the diesel or the gas?" And I was like, "Well, last year." You know, we were so cold, everything froze for like two weeks around Christmas. And then obviously all winter was just cold. But so gas is a little bit better. But then he was like, it also has all wheel steer. And I was like, oh, well, if it's anything like the John Deere 244 on the compact wheel loaders, the all wheel steer for a sidewalk machine is key. Yeah. Again, it's that maneuverability to go back and forth. Now, granted, the downside is you're using kind of a residential machine as a commercial application. So is it built the same at the end? I don't know. Right. So that the I mean, but it's nice also like the 1585 case spend 60k. We haven't figured out how to put a salter on the back of it yet. <laughs> don't I got, I got a guy I got a guy that's got two of them for, for with sale. salters on the back? With salters I'll send you. I mean a picture cuz yeah, we've been I'll trying to go, that's what ours is missing right now. You have to have, you know, someone follow He's behind. Got them for sale. They're like 1 year old, like 50 hours or one's got 100 and some hours on it. So far knows the land of fabrication. Old. Those no, super this is, cheap fires one from are, you know whatever they're just super cheap for like six hundred bucks. Throw it on the back on a tailgate spreader and let it go. But you know, there's unlike the seven thirty nine, like we have a nice boss drop spreader on there, and it just you have the broom on the front, the you know salter on the back. You can broom and salt and done. So none of you guys have any standard type sidewalk machines. Any of the small class? I just have the grandstand. Okay, so and I'll, I'll just for the guys that that are in the standard class. I'll just throw a couple things out. Before we had SSVs, we had the Snow Raiders, the original Boss. When Boss took over for LT Rich, they redesigned that whole original Snow Raider for Boss. We had zero issues with that thing. That thing was a tank. It was Honda powered. The blade worked great. The only drawback for us was that you only had the option of having that straight blade. But if you want a value stander, that is definitely a viable option for guys out there if you don't need to, to change attachments you're good with a uh i, w- I want to say it was a 40 it was either a 36 or a 40 inch straight blade but it was outstanding for us we had absolutely zero issues we just made the decision we needed to be more versatile and be able to switch attachments as uh the storms dictated so uh we made the switch but as far as price point that you're not going to go wrong with one of those snow raiders if you're trying to get a, a stand on uh sidewalk machine on a budget or one of those little auric rhinos i don't know the longevity or the how they how they hold up or how well they're built but i have seen a bunch of them out there and i know they're they're priced right i think they're under ten thousand for the auric uh which for a sidewalk machine these days is kind of uh you know unheard of everybody's charging so much for them i think an ssv now the way we set them up is almost it's well over 30 
for a stand on. So what about UTVs? You anybody any of you guys use UTVs for sidewalk stuff? Just for hauling snow. Uh just for hauling. The, I've we seen use that video. The, um, what is it? The the John Deere eleven hundred or no okay. eleven hundred. The John Deere forgot the model number. Um we ran two of them. They didn't have power steering. They were terrible. That's Super awful. loud. It was like driving. Power steer, not having power easy. steering is a big deal in those. Yep. And you know, they were great, but then once the salt hit them, everything just failed. Just got okay. really bad. Um, we ran them in comparison with our Kubota RTV 1100s, mm-hmm. and those things were just Cadillacs. The John Deere's were gas. The Kubotas were diesel. You had a power rear lifting um, dump on the back of the Kubota. We put Boss V-plows on the front of them, and the longevity or the life of the Kubota was just just far better. What's the price difference between the two? A lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot. I know the Kubotas are not cheap. It's those, like buying a freaking Ford Ranger. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, they're they're actually it's more than a Ford Ranger because aren't they like sixty grand? They're like the 60, sixty something now. Because we switched when we sold out our RTVs, we replaced them with the forty sixty six Rs for our sidewalks with metal pluses. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of guys will say that's really big for sidewalks. <laughs> Because it's quite big for sidewalks, but if you have big open sidewalks, they can bust them out super fast. Sure, as long as they aren't leaking hydraulic fluid all the way down the sidewalk. <laughs> Ugh, uh, we've got that happen. We have yeah. that happen. Yep, yep. I've heard. I've heard of it happening. I've heard of. Uh, you know why? Because aren't they? Aren't yours painted green, Brandon? Yeah. See the green paint again. Yeah. Oh man. They got to match that John Deere green. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. It's close though. Anything else? Anything else you guys want to throw out there about sidewalk machines that guys should know, like what to think about? You know how to buy the right machine. You know what you need to think about before you're even purchasing. You know the Snowcaster hand shovel is the best shovel ever made. The Snowcaster? (laughs) Yeah, it's got two wheels. It's got a broken angle to it. Oh, oh, come on! Have you used the snowplow shovels? That, Those things are is, awesome. Basically, it's the same thing. It's just Snowcaster was the first one there. All right. Yeah, the snowplow shovels are great. Those uh, poly self-sharpening edges, blades, they're great. If you want to if you want to get a free one, just follow my sidewalk guys around town. They easy lose them. <laughs> they leave them everywhere? <laughs> yeah. I think they take off at a stoplight and they're laying in the street. I picked a few up on the streets before. So That's like, awesome. You got to get those cold awesome. shovel holder grips. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, your custom. No, these just fall on the back of pickup. We don't have shovels on our equipment. Oh, I guys don't get out. Are you crazy? <laughs> I saw that, Brandon. What are those? Those are just Colpin like fist grips. Yeah, they're uh, they're called Rhino grips. Uh, they're made by Colpin, but they basically they're uh, a utility uh, a shovel. I call them a shovel holder, but that's not actually what they're for. I'm pretty sure like a gun, like a shotgun. Well, they look like um, so Yeah, they got like yeah. a, they have a rubber pull around, and they're. Yeah. They're designed to go around a railing, so they have they're beveled in the inside to be round either way. So if you want to go vertical or horizontal, and then you know they're super cheap on Amazon, and guys can have a shovel on the machine, hook it up, and comes off easy, goes back on. I mean, we put them on the trucks too, so you know trucks, so shovels aren't flying off out of trucks and things like I that. I hate drilling in the machines. The, so the nice thing about these is they're hose clamps. You okay. can drill them if you want, but it's also designed to hold a hose clamp in there in place so it holds it right into place nice all right that works all right so as far as buying 
you know, uh, if you're look, if you're in the market, you know, you need one. Uh, what are some things to think about before you purchase? What, what do you, you know, your number one's obviously what going to be dealer support in the area and you know, what kind of budget you're on? What else, what else should guys be thinking about that they don't normally think about? I think you gotta look at like what you're doing with it. I mean, the 700s and the 3000s, like, I mean, at the end of the day, they're going to sweep, sweep a good, you know, a sidewalk. But if you got a lot of trees that 3000 is going to be, you're going to be ripping your headlights off of that thing and scratching your roof. So you kind of got to look at, you know, is it wide open or is it, is it, um, tighter areas? If it's tighter, you're going to have to go with something smaller, like, a maybe a vent track or 739. Um, if you got wide open areas, I'd, I'd go with the 3000 John Deere, a lot nicer cab. Uh, guys are going to appreciate that, but, um, that's what, I mean, the, First thing I would look at before we put any equipment on any sites is, you know, kind of what we got in the way um, sure. of, of that. So Yeah. Is it going to be site-specific site or are you going to have to travel it around, either roading or trailering? Right. You know, those are questions you got to answer. That's why we always – that's why we go with our 3000s. We don't want to trailer anything, so we, we drive – That's. I mean, obviously we got – or not obviously, you guys don't know that, but most of our sidewalks up here are pretty big, as Putt said, so – we go 3,000, we don't have to trailer or anything and just drive. So works good for us. As far as obstructions, I don't know. We don't have any obstructions really that would rip lights and stuff off, but every freaking one of ours to get the lights ripped off. <laughs> I don't know what these guys do, but I mean, I just want to tell you what they do. The they don't care. They don't care. They're not it's paying tough. the bills. When the new one comes to the shop, I might as well just rip the lights off right away. Scratch <laughs> the roof. I mean, I've got roofs that are just hailed out. It's like, what did you guys hit? I mean, there's like nothing on the route. I'm like, what do you guys? I don't know. What they find it. Oh, geez. What about I mean, you, Mitchell? Anything uh, you you add to guys? The sidewalk think machines. About? I think if you're going to be trailering something, yep. uh, 739s for us. Like I said, we've tried a lot of stuff. That's a really good middle of the price point. And John Deere usually has a fairly good dealer, pretty good presence in most places. So I'd I'd lean towards that for trailering. And mm-hmm. then as far as if you're going up to that higher tier, the Ventrack 45, uh, 100, 45, 20, and then the 1585s, 30, 46 are all great machines. Just comes down to your dealer. And then as far as the stand-on ones, like I said, I don't have a lot of experience with those, so I don't have a great recommendation, but that's kind of our Got go-to it. so cool what about you brandon um so we don't road them obviously ours are all site specific so they store on site whether they're being stored in a storage container or a trailer truck whatever and so it's you know we're going off of what can fit into what um obviously so when you're looking at putting one out on site you know you talked about it you know what kind of attachments am i gonna be using on this site you know what fits what doesn't fit you know, it's kind of things that we're looking for. And, and then it's, you know, kind of breaking it all down how much, you know, it, how much, it, how much of it is, is it a big site that's going to need a lot of power? You know, the 1585, you know, has a lot of power. It's a great machine. Um, yes, it is twice the price of a 739. Um, but hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, the, the 1585s hold their value, I think a little bit greater um, than those residential units. Um, so when you're, you know, thinking about that, you're using this for snow removal and snow removal only. I mean, you're beating, you're beating the crap out of it, you know, for three, four years, five years, whatever. And then you're, you know, you're going to sell it. So you want to get whatever's going to last and cost you the least amount of problems. And so, you know, and we, we figured out now, like obviously broom size is important. You know, there's different sizes, 48, 60s, 52s, 
you know, so it's picking what works for each site. So you're not stuck going too small or too big and the machine can't handle what you put on it. So it's yeah. just kind of looking at what you got and what kind of obstacles are on that site. And Well, and, and that's the great thing about talking to the four of you is you guys not only know what works, but you've been doing it so long. You also know what the fuck doesn't work, which is sometimes even more important than knowing what works. So that's, uh, that's great. What about you, Jay? What are you, uh, you know, I know you guys are using basically the same things as putts, right? Yeah, pretty much the same thing. We don't have any 700s. We use uh, 1585s and the 3000s. And I was kind of hoping I was going to get one of those egg homes, but that didn't happen. Not yet. Not yet. It's customs issues, I think. We, I had, don't know. we, had, we had a Ventrac. We had a Ventrac. Well, actually, Josh has a no. We had a, we had a Ventrac the 4500. That thing worked great, too, but. Once again, it well, comes. Bought that from you, so. I know you did. Wow. It just—it's just, it's just uh, comes down to the cab, honestly. Josh, how is the like... cab warm enough for you and not warm enough for Jeremy? Oh, I, I don't run it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't run it either. But yeah. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that was his only thing, and that—that that, and they know about that. It's so hard to seal it properly with the center articulation there, so they know. Uh, well, know. it's a rock, rock solid. I mean, it's. It, that thing might, oh, they're tanks. It just doesn't break. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you ever break any belts? No. I mean, I think we, had, I think we did when we had the blower on. The, the or it froze up. Or if something you, if you like wedge a rock in there, you'll smoke it. But like on the broom, we don't ever burn a belt or anything on that. Yeah, no. We do that for mowing too, and we'll we'll burn a belt on that every now and again if a guy hits something or sure. We get frayed over time, but nothing crazy. So. Yeah, no, we, like I tell my guys all the time, if you blow one of these belts, you did it. You know, it's not, they're not just going to fall apart on their own. You rammed the pile too hard with a snowblower or, you know, you caught something in there. But no, with the broom, never. We've never, never uh, ruptured a belt with the broom. How fast so, do those go, those stand-on ones? They go pretty fast. The SSVs? Yeah. They go, they honestly, they're too fast. Like you can, you can get Like you should be wearing a hockey helmet. Matt Young was not kidding when he said that. Like, you really should be wearing a, a hockey helmet. A knit cap is not going to protect you, if, especially if you're using like a, a straight blade and you catch an edge on an uneven, you know, sidewalk seam. You can definitely, uh, yeah, it's, uh, but my guys love them because they, they literally, they actually rode them. Well, they don't rode them. They sidewalk them all over the village uh, to the next stops. And they, you know, we usually drop the trailer gates once in different different parts of town and they just rode everything we got a couple we keep on site in a couple places and you know that uh, that's how we do it they're definitely fast enough to move site to site if you got a, a couple hundred yards to do are you rocking your kitty there butts or I, I'm like, what are you doing <laughs> are you having a fucking seizure over there <laughs> jesus my real passion is my hobby really what's that i work with retards <laughs> oh shit all right now something i know nothing about and i'm looking forward to hearing what you guys say tractors go i mean obviously we we talked a lot about the the smaller class the john deere what is it 30 to 300 series is that that the sidewalk small compact tractors yeah 3000 series all right so we talked about the compact tractors move up to a tractor that you would maybe be doing driveways or plowing lots with. Cause I know you, you guys have all pretty much done yeah, that, right? We, I guess I can no. start quick with uh, yep. We bought our first one last year, a John Deere 5100 M. We don't do any driveways, so it's not for driveways. It's just for parking lots. It's got, 
believe it's like a 10, 16 metal plus on the front and then a big, uh, like a Pronovos blower on the back with the side chute. Um, so it's pretty versatile machine. We can go plow, scrape lots with it. Um, and then we can, at the end of the storm when we're hauling snow, we can go blow all our piles up or blow back piles with it. Um, cause one of the big complaints everybody says of the tractors, you can't stack. Well, you can get a blower on the back for a very low cost. I mean, they're not super spendy for a blower on the back. So the, the combo together and the price, the least is on them. Um, being their ag tractors are insanely competitive. So that being said, we, we love it. We put, uh, snow tires, fluid filled them, everything. It scrapes amazing. It, uh, and it, everybody complains they don't turn very well with a full pusher of snow and ours does really well. Of course, wet heavy stuff, it doesn't, but I highly recommend everybody in their fleet should have one. I think with the blower on the back, if you don't have like a loader blower, the cost compared to a mini loader is cheaper. We found, and they push more snow and they have the blower too. So, but yeah. Hmm. You're right. You're right yep. Metal plus. Yep. On 10, it, right? 16 okay. metal plus live edge. Yep. Does really, really yeah. well. And yeah. And that's, unless you get to snow tires, you can. Yeah. You and I would recommend, I mean, we, I think we touched just really, really fast on this the last episode, <laughs> but on a tractor, putting a box blade doesn't make a lot of sense being, you just have front steer. Um, you wouldn't be able to get around your corners mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Having some sort of wing plow or some sort of angle plow is a must in my opinion, just because, you know, you can, and you, you can get around your corners, your bollards, your back dragon, that sort of thing without having to make 12 turns if you can flex that. So definitely worth looking into. So, yeah. Very yeah, we cool. Had, we ran a couple fevers back, a uh, couple 61, 25Ms and with Arctic's on the front. And I mean, it worked great. I mean, for, for where they went, they were, they were just doing straight pushes. So they worked fine for that, but. Once again, we just we just got on them and went to loaders instead. But there was nothing wrong with them. They did the job. The cabs are nice. They were they were good loader, good tractors. So you guys are all deer. You're, uh, again, you're all deer. Yeah. Okay. All right. So all four of you are deer. Has anybody ever run a Kubota and been yes. able to compare it to the deer? Because that those are the two. I think those are the two main brands you hear for snow people that are using tractors in snow, whether it's residential or commercial, I think it's Kubota and Deer. Anybody hear a brand that's... Some guys up here on some case stuff. Oh, yeah, case tractors? Yeah. Yeah. So, and I think they're reasonable, but I don't know. We like to fit and finish. I got 250 125s, basically same thing Mitch has. We had one with the Metal Plus, like the 1016, uh, and then Deer discontinued that 5125R model. And I, I don't know what the exact transmission combo is. Mitch might know more, but I liked how with the tranny, you can just like set it for your speed and you can basically run it like a payloader. And so there was one that came up off of a DOT uh, lease or whatever. It had 200 hours on it. So we bought that this fall. Okay. Because uh, you can't get them from deer anymore. If you want that R with that transmission, you got to go to 6,000. And I'm sure that's no, IV, it must be the IVT. Like right? 200,000. <laughs> IVT, yeah. IVT is a great yeah, transmission. Yeah, yeah, it's the, easy to run. Is needed. Anybody, you just set it and go. You don't have to worry about shifting and yeah, all that so shit. Yeah, so these. Oh, what was sorry. that, Brandon? Oh, I'm sorry, Brandon had, had something. I had that. We have the 6150R with that transmission, and that is just gold. I mean, and they, not, and they what? Don't make it anymore in the in the small. It's, it's so expensive. I mean, it's yeah. it's that adds a shit ton to your. Your tractor, your cost. Yeah, because they make our series transmission is actually on like a joystick. 
correct? Putts is yours on a joystick too. Okay. Yep. Yeah, the that's they, yeah, just like a little. Yeah, that's what they discontinued. The IVT is on the bigger series tractors, which is like a snail gear pretty much for blowing. So they still have the IVT. They don't have that joystick R series transmission that makes it like you run the whole tractor from a gotcha. joystick, just like a loader. Once you go up to a bigger tractor, IVT is still amazing too, but they're expensive. Oh, that's the best. IV- yeah. yeah, they're yeah. expensive. Yeah. It's like, IVT's it's, you know. It's a 30-minute learning class when you're going through the operation. on the, I mean, again, we're talking bigger tractors. But, yeah, I, I mean, our, our salesman came up and, you know, programmed basically the whole joystick because you can contr- – it, it can do everything. You know, obviously this thing's meant for – like Jeremy talks about, up, you know, up farm. they're meant for farming. So, you know, blowing snow and pushing snow is actually what these things are, you know, I wouldn't consider, you know, what they're, they're known for, but they – with the blower side, it's amazing. <clears throat> I right, mean, so that's a good question then, because uh, I, like I said, I don't know anything about tractors for snow. What, what horsepower range do you, should you be having as a minimum to plow commercially with them with like a metal plus? What do you, you know, what do you need to have to do say a, a two acre lot? And you could do that with a, I, I would get a 4066 R with a freaking uh, seven to 12 metal plus on it. One, it's going to be about the the metal plus is going to well now probably twenty thousand, and you figure the tractor is going to be fifty, so seventy grand. You're getting a plow and a tractor, roughly. Okay. So um, regardless of what they're putting on it, though, you the forty sixty six, which is how many horsepower? Because I'm not 66. familiar with John Deere class sixty six. Yeah. Okay. You guys agree now, with that, or you, you feel differently? Like- seventeen inches, though. That's the now the what? That doesn't, uh, it only lifts seventeen inches. Okay off the ground so it makes it over the curb line um but you could build a ramp and walk it if you know how to mm-hmm. do it but that would be the one thing that sucks about it is it only you only get a 17 inch lift out of the 4066r but i mean i've put them on 11 acre lots and cleaned them up put two of them on there and cleaned them up okay yeah so, you, Mitch? i think your what horsepower you think? really is only going to matter when you're running a blower you know it's and it's you're only going to okay. be able to put so many or so big of a plow on a certain series um, like your four series is your kind of the starting series that runs the plow. Then you got your fives, like what me and putts have. And then you got your sixes. So as you go up in series, there's multiple horsepower ranges in, unless you're running a blower, you're not going to really need, I don't think any high horsepower. You could probably run the least horsepower tractor in that series with whatever size plow fits that chassis and not have to worry about horsepower. Okay. For me, it's my blower rating, whatever, yeah. you know, more horsepower, more, more distance, you know, or, or bigger blower. So, yeah. And that's why. Great. Yeah. Great and then like Brandon, like he said, I mean, that 4066 yeah. is a no, no def, you know, under 75 horse, put a plow on it, haul, haul ass with mm-hmm. them. Like you put a blower on the back and it's no going to be shifting. dinky. That's key. No yeah. what? No shifting? No shifting. It's yeah. just a forward and reverse pedal. Yeah. Oh, hydrostatic. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, uh, like when you go to the seven series, you either have to go, you know, a normal shifting transmission, or you have to pay a fortune for the yep. the automatic. Yep. We mm. put a wolf on the front of a four R two, a forty sixty six, and then we got a blower on the back of that. Uh, we kind of use it for some. Well, we, we kind of got out of HOAs now, but we were using it for like ones that had private drive. So he'd sure. come in and do all the private drive, blow all that snow out of the way, and then if our you know, like our invert blower or whatever was still working on driveways with that wolf. He could backtrack the driveways, get him to the street, and then turn around and blow it. We do use it to push some small commercial lots, but 
you know, typically just keep the payloaders or the bigger tractor on that. But, um, but I mean that, like Brandon said, it's a way cheaper option, you know, Mm -hmm. that wolf. And I bought the wolf because I got it on a skid coupler. So if I get rid of this 4066, I can use that plow on a skid steer. It's not, you know, it's not a tractor plow. It's an actual skid steer coupler. So gotcha. Universal. So, but cool. And it's, you know, like if you look at the nice thing about, you know, people always talk about why'd you go skids or tractors, um, even at the 4066, your visibility is fantastic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like a skid, you're obviously you're boxed in. The nice sure. part about a skid is you can whip around 360 and push, push, push. Um, but the tractor, the visibility, the cab is bigger. It's roomier. You feel more space. You're not so tight and confined. Okay. So that's, that's another key thing to kind of think about. Plus the entry level price. I mean, a lot of these things can push just as much as a compact wheel loader for a fraction of the cost. Okay. Jeremy, what about you? You agree with all that or uh, oh, yeah, something agree. different? No, I agree with all that. Like I said, we've only ran a couple of egg tractors for a few years and we just got on them just because, you know, everybody walks in the shop and you want to run a loader or that. And so I don't know. <laughs> we just, they were, they, they work fine for what we had them for. I mean, cool. They're so they're Brandon, I want, uh, what's that jazz? Sorry. They, they definitely have their place. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I mean, they definitely do. Whether you're doing residential or commercial. Brandon, you said you you have run Kubotas. You can compare Kubota to John Deere. Yeah, I've ran the. It's comparison to the forty sixty six model. Forgot the model number. Sixty sixty. Yeah, and it's a it's a great tractor. Everyone you talk to loves loves it. We didn't have it long enough to say you know one versus the other. The downside is John Deere just has a great financing program, and you know once you're in with Deere, it's really hard to get out just because they have all their discounts. Sure. You know, you buy X amount, you then your 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 next purchase becomes a lot less because you've owned so much of their product. Yeah. But guys love it that the Kubota is all Kubota, where a lot of other machines are the transmission's different than who's making the engine and the you know, it's it's kind of piecemealed all together where the Kubota is hundred percent Kubota. And people okay. love the Kubota engine. What what had a nicer cab, the sixty sixty or the forty sixty six? I like the forty sixty six. Okay. We keep hearing Kubota makes a nicer cab. I don't know. I'm, this was a while ago, so. Okay. Good, Good enough. Kubota makes a nicer cab than deer. That's what that's what I keep hearing. I've heard that oh, from like three different people I, now. I've always heard the other way, honestly. Oh, yeah? All right. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought John Deere had the nicest cabs until the last like two months when, you know, Kubota guys were like, I, I've run deer and I think the Kubota has a nicer cab. It could just be they, you know, they like what they're in. Just uh, like any mean, other brand of equipment. Once you get into the sixty-one fifty fifty-five, you can have a nice little buddy seat. And... Yeah, yeah, we had those. <laughs> I don't yeah. know why you need one hundred and fifty horsepower. Like Mitch said, it's straight up. I mean, we only use ours for snow blowing, but <laughs> it's a very nice cab. You need more horsepower to carry that extra person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, extra person to keep you. Keep you... What's Keep that? The extra person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to have a co-pilot. Spell you. Yeah. Oh man. As far as the Kubota, though, you have any problems with it, Brandon? Nope. No, nothing. Okay. Uh, they are. I'll say we don't have any of the sidewalk ones. The sidewalk ones are super popular. I don't know if they're priced just right, but I think it's like it'd be the for us. It'd be the, for the John Deere side. It'd be the comparison of the ten twenty five okay. uh, John Deere tractor. Well, there's a bunch of guys running. There's a bunch of big companies down here running a bunch of the Kubota. Uh, yeah, I don't just, know. Yeah, what is the one? Jack the number, but it's 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 yeah. a really small. Like it looks like a garden tractor almost, but 
They put yeah. a tab on it and then they put a, like a 60 inch blade on the front. I think that yeah. snow boss guy out in Pennsylvania just posted. Yeah. That he got one. Guy. Yep. Yep. He's like a 40, 40 or 40, 20 or something. I don't remember. Yeah. Jackson. Our guy, why guy does uh, one of our subs has one. He loves it. What do you say? It was like 18, 20 grand yeah, cheaper. Price price yeah. Cheaper. Way cheaper. Yeah. They're pretty. Com- uh, I think it's a factory cab. Whereas like yep. a it 700 is, is going to be an aftermarket cab. And uh, I think the 1025 is now you can get with the factory cab too, but. Um, but the John Deere 1025, I'm going to be north of 30. So, yeah. St. So. Jackson said it was like 18 and 20 grand cheaper than the Deere. Yeah. yeah that's it works what fine. I remember. It works fine. The Kubota, the Kubota compact tractors are very, very well priced. Like they're very competitively priced. Extremely. Did, did you know Kubota Canada and Kubota USA are two different companies entirely? Nope. I had I no idea. Cool. I was, so that. Hotter landscaping up in Nova Scotia. Have you seen the uh, the tractor? He just had custom to do driveways. He had a custom built by, uh, he had the snow package from Kubota put on it or the Arctic package or whatever from Kubota. Yeah, I think I saw that. It's got, you know, the wider fenders and the snow tires and all the, you know, the, what's that thing they call in the back? The accumulator, which I found out is basically a hydraulic cylinder that absorbs the uh, shock of the snowblower bouncing up and down when you're roading it. At least that's what I was told. Uh, I don't know what the hell that was. But, um, yeah, I I tried to inquire about getting the Arctic package from Kubota to put on a uh, 6060. And they're like, uh, no, you can't get it in the U.S. That's that's Kubota Canada. I'm like, okay, so what does that mean? They're like two different companies. I had no idea. Like, they're two extremely different companies. Just like John Deere UK is way different. Yeah, they yeah, have some bonnets over in the UK. I wish we had them here, but yeah. like they have some smaller, like their 2000 series tractors, factory cab, and they go 20 mile an hour, mm-hmm. but we don't got that over here. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, apparently that's you can't get that too, Arctic package. Tractors. But what's yeah. that? Roading tractors is nice. They go, they're quick. Yeah. yeah. Even those 4066, I think they go 18, 18, 20. Mm-hmm. 18 or 20, yeah. 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 I mean, you don't need to go any faster. If you took yeah. the corner fast, I think you can make <laughs> get her on two wheels. <laughs> <laughs> How is the traction on those? We got snow tires on like our 4066, and then the turf tires on the 3000s. And with the four wheel drive, I mean, unless you're doing something stupid, you'll never be stuck. So, all right. Same thing. We have the Nokians, and then the rears are filled. Um, and, and you never, you never lose traction. <laughs> the only, even when you put the metal plus all the way to the ground and the two front tires in the air and you can't turn it, she still drives. <laughs> hmm. That's good. <laughs> and you really need the weight in the back of those tractors. If you don't have a snowblower, it's nice to have just because okay. the metal plus is so heavy on the front. All right. Don't they make like weight boxes for the tractors? Like we used to have tractors. On yeah. The farm you could buy really individual. Yeah. Suitcase weights or something yeah. for the back. But it's just, it's nice to have because, you know, instead of doing that, you just fill the tires and then you can move your snowblower around to different tractors if you have multiple or if, you know, whatever. It's, it opens up space not to be wasted with a weight kit. Gotcha. All right. All right. Anything else? What else we got? So, I mean, we can touch on the, the V-Box spreaders really quick, you know, for 10, 15 minutes. I mean, there's honestly not too much to, to really say. Does anybody know the one question I have for all you guys? Hilltip, I would obviously put, you know, after studying what they have and, and how they do yeah. things. Anybody else know of anybody making the technology for a salt spreader that Hilltip is? Isn't that H track stuff and nope. stuff like that? Is is there any other brand doing that currently? Well, I think there's 
there's some coming that they're trying to. Uh, oh, everybody was, has to now to keep I, up. Yeah, Craig was telling me that. Yeah. So nobody else that we know of that's doing GPS rate control and nope. stuff like that. Not that I'm aware of. Okay. No, so I mean, so everybody else just fighting for a second. Yeah. All right. So tier one would be Hilltip. What would you put? Like you guys all use different stuff. What What do you guys? What's your go to? We like uh, Snow X Helixes. They're a poly poly uh, hopper, okay. um, stainless steel frame, and then they run an auger, so they're self contained, so you don't have a drag chain spilling salt over in the box of your truck. And they have like a pre wet system, light kits, everything. It's a Douglas Dynamics product, obviously, so it's pretty cookie cutter with mm-hmm. what else is out there. But we have five of those now, I believe, and they. They're just kind of bulletproof. We just, they're simple, cheap. Yeah. Cool. What so about you, Josh? I don't, I'm not trying to copy Mitch, but no, we, it's we all good. Had, we had the same. We had, uh, I bought a small Snow X from Jeremy and then we bought a, a used Helix last year. Um, so we got two Snow X. We don't do a lot of salting, but it works for what we do. Um, they're super simple to use for us. Um, I mean, yeah, there's better products out there, but we haven't had any issues and, uh, you know, the couple things we have needed, it's a Minnesota company, so it's quick and easy to get parts. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We, we like our Snow X's, but it's probably better products, but that's what we're going to keep using. So, Well, I mean, better is a is a relative term. I mean, as long as it works for you and it's been reliable for you, I don't I don't think anybody else's opinion really matters. I mean, right. like Brandon loves Salt Dog, right? Okay, but you're talking... I, I guess you're talking two different kinds of salters. In my I opinion. know, I know, I know, I know. The municipality, no. the municipality built salters are a little bit yes. different than yeah, you run the, no. you run the, uh, the tier one the dynamic brands buyer stuff. Yeah. Well, I, no, I mean, Swenson's are preferred. Okay. Uh, which is, you know, it's that heavy duty commercial grade salter. Yep. I mean, you're talking a six, six to eight yard hopper at that point. Are those tailgate units or are they no, these are custom box? Okay. Yeah, boxes. So we like those. Obviously, if you're going to, you know, if you stick with Hendrix, Swenson, um, what's the other one that's out there? I mean, they're just, they're built to, they're built to last, you know, because they're built mm-hmm. for municipality. Yep. If you're jumping into pickup trucks. We also run the Helix. I have also a Boss VBX um, and uh, a, a Salt Dog, whatever, their brand, SB2000. Mm-hmm. The Helix is definitely the best out of the poly ones that we have. I love the auger feed on that one. And I'm normally not an auger person. I like the conveyors. Um, but that auger, for whatever reason, feeds so much better than the salt dog. And the and our, our boss one is actually a, a chain-driven one. But those are how we would kind of look at them. But that, okay. that Helix is a nice unit. And I love – I don't know if you guys have the pre-wet system on your Helixes, but that is – if you get the saddle tanks and then you buy the – you can actually liquid pre-treat from that truck. Now, granted, you only put about two, I think it's four saddles on there. So about, you know, 200, 200 gallons or whatever on that truck. But you can go from pre-wetting your salt directly from the spinner, or you can actually pre-treat the pavement with it, with a built-in <laughs> bar on the back, which is nice. Okay. Jeremy, what are you using? What do you like? I, I don't think any of us know what you what you like. The Schmidt. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, we our Smiths are great. Uh, we love those. Those are for our big trucks. Then we got the hill tips, obviously. So, yeah, they're both they're both great. The between the two for, for the bigger trucks, the Schmitz are awesome. I mean, we've had one for God, 
15 years and still like new. Now, still is got- that something you can get here? Do they have dealers here, Schmidt, or you got to get them from overseas? You can get them here. Yeah. You can get them here? Okay. I think it was at uh, was it Swenson at bottom, or I can't remember who it is. So. They are hard to find. Yeah. But yeah, they're, you can, you can find them there. They're definitely they're great units. They're pretty much rock solid. We've only had a couple sensors here and there, but otherwise, no issues for like the bigger trucks that like we're running. They're great, but that's the hill tips are for the smaller trucks. They're great. We we love them for what we use them for. So obviously, I'm a big hill tip guy. So how is the H track worked out for you? That works great if we use it. Oh, you guys don't use it. Now you're running, you run bigger salt trucks, so you're running like tandem axles. Do you find a difference between like the single axles, like this, like say a six yard versus like the tandem that you're running? That's, I mean, because we we found out like when we ran our tandem, it was it's, it it couldn't turn. Like you just now, granted, it was an older Sterling truck, but it just you had to skip every other island and come back just to get everything, just because of the turning radius. No, we run a, you know, we run a twin screw T800. Thing, it turns pretty good. We never had re- really any issues with that thing. And then we, I got a quad too. We have a big salt around on that. Obviously, that thing you need a parking lot to turn that thing. But uh, <laughs> but no, honestly, not really any issues. We got a couple. We have a T three hundred single axle. That thing turns pretty quick. But turning wise, no. Then we got a, what is that Freightliner F FL one seventy? I think it is. That thing. I don't know, that thing takes a little bit to turn too, but that's just a longer yeah. truck bigger salters so all right so let's take a quick break here we're going to hear from our sponsors and we'll be back and wrap it up make your business more profitable with hilltip spreaders and sprayers equipped with our h-track two-way gprs tracking and control system to learn more visit www.hilltipna.com take on winter's worst with the world's best hilltip Guys, if you followed the show lately, you've heard us mention the Plowright Snow Stakes. Well, now that I've tried them, I have to say I'm a huge fan. Installing traditional snow stakes is time-consuming, expensive, and if you're using fiberglass, just downright dangerous due to the splinters. That's where the Plowright Marking Stake System comes in. Their patented installation tool can install up to 450 stakes per hour. The stakes are made of hollow polypropylene, which will not crack, break, or splinter. They have three different size options from 26 to 46 inches. Come in five standard colors, orange, green, blue, red, and hot pink. Best of all, everything is 100% made in the USA. Log on to plow-right.com and order yours today. Be sure to use the promo code SNOWJOBS at checkout to save 10% off your order. All right, guys, we're back. The one question I did have for you guys for, like, pickup truck and, like, Mason dump type spreaders, that class, the Western Tornadoes, the Boss VBX, the, you know, the Snow X Helix, the all you always have the argument conveyor or auger what you know you guys like the augers i like conveyors i like conveyors i hate augers I, I, now let me ask you have you ever had any problem with like you know i've heard salt being frozen uh the auger you know runs in and then blows a fuse because it's trying to work too hard to get through the the chunks any you had any problems with the augers to let guys think our about it? augers have never broke our chains have broke multiple multiple times okay so just in what breaks just, the chain uh, Mitch? i think just the longevity they just get brittle and a link breaks or something or a chunk of salt gets in there like same okay. thing with i mean an auger once again is going to do the same thing we've been uh fortunate i guess to be uh like dump our spreaders after every snowstorm so they don't have big chunks and 
chunks don't get through the grate. So I shouldn't say I've had major, major issues with the conveyor, but for us, I just hate that salt sitting in the back of your truck. You know, it, yeah. But Understood. They work. That is, a, that is definitely an issue. Um, uh, okay. Yeah. But they, what you don't like. Yeah. What's that, Brandon? Yeah, the the way when they, when you use a chain, yeah, yeah, it leaves that pile of salt up towards your cab. Yeah, on the flatbed ends the front, and that's where the polycasters are nice. You know, obviously it's all contained. It's it that's a nice option, mm -hmm. um, and a way to look at it. Obviously, yeah, like I know, it's, yeah, what you're talking about because even the commercial ones, the industrial what it, municipality brands, whatever the big ones, salt still gets everywhere. You know that sure. that whole frame is full of, of salt when you're done. Even no matter how much you wash it, blow it clean, it doesn't matter just fills it up so no, no, no. our smiths don't do that no we got a rubber oh they're a rubber belt but yeah we don't those things are like there's no salt anywhere you know yeah but i think you can buy like yeah four swenson's 40 for yeah one. you can probably buy 40 <laughs> 40 or 50 what uh, well how much are those schmitz for the your big ones a lot well i i mean Six, 60 80 i was gonna say used ones are like 35 and they're normally i bet you they're probably more than that now but they're but yeah you might be able to buy that many but we've never had a problem with them zero issues so. no they, i mean you've zero. said that you've said that the one oh, thing i will say for the guys using chains out there the pintle chains the one thing we did from day one with our first tornado which is now in its 10th year we fluid film the chain before we do anything for the year fluid like i mean we bathe that both sides of that chain in fluid film we're still on the original chain yeah that's what i was gonna say i think the biggest thing about any salter is maintenance care of it you know like yeah. Yeah. We, we we salt then we empty our salter out the day after wash it all out grease anything that needs to be greased or oiled or whatever that yep. way you're not sitting there with the thing full of salt and then in the spring don't, don't wait until june to wash it out wash it out <laughs> and you know Fluid film it, whatever you want to do right away. Grease the hell out of it because that, I mean, it's the worst thing to let sit. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. After your 24 hours is up post storm where you're responsible to salt, they're, they're all getting washed out. They're all, do you guys use, that's a good question, actually. Do you guys use any of the desalting stuff like salt away or uh, um, any Ice of that stuff? Or salt gun or whatever. Salt be gone. Uh, there's a shit. Romar makes a great wow. one. I can't, Neutral Wash. Neutral that's, yeah. that's a great product. I used to use that. We haven't used that for a while. So. Anybody, any of you guys use that at all? No, no not currently. Okay. We do. We love that stuff because you know how you, you, you'll wash the truck, you'll wash whatever, and the day the next day you go, and no matter how well you think you washed it, you always have that film. White the neutral wash, you don't, you know, if you treat that right, you know, I think you it's two quarts per two quarts. It's maybe a quarter, two quarts per gallon, uh, two gallons or something, a quarter gallon. You mix it up, you spray it on, you let it sit three minutes, and then wash it. You know, wash the truck like normal. You don't have any of that film left behind. Uh, you sound like one of those TikToks I'm watching. Watch this dirty thing just disappear. No, <laughs> I, dude, I, I'm telling you, I didn't believe it. The guy gave me a couple <laughs> quarts to try out, and you know, we use it on the inside of the the salt spreaders. We use it on the chains and everything, and. Yeah, there's nothing left. If if the guy has paid attention, there's nothing left behind. It's it's it's. I just like that it neutralizes the salt bond. It's uh, you know, it's been good. It's it's pricey as shit though. I yeah, think a five gallon jug of it is like uh, you know four or five hundred bucks. It's it's not cheap shit. 
Yeah. But I mean, what's a new spreader cost? What's a new pintle chain costing you? I haven't had to replace any. <laughs> so, I've, I've never, not on any of them. I haven't had to replace a single chain. Eight years, and we have not had to replace a chain on any of those. Um, our boss, I don't think he's replaced a chain on that. That's from 2015. That's a VB, whatever VBX. Um, and then the and then the Helix and the Salt Dog are both auger fed, so they don't have the chains. But we, I haven't had to replace a chain. Yeah, yet. we haven't had any chains break, but. All good. Hey, listen, you know, it is what it is. You're a tornado guy, right? You're a tornado guy. Yeah, I'm I'm all tornadoes. We've had zero. Like I said, it doesn't matter it, what it go with whatever works for you. If you got a product, whether other people like it or think it's shit, that, that doesn't matter. If it works for you and you haven't had any issues, then fucking why would you ever think about going anywhere else for anything else? You know, if it yeah. fits your needs, do it. Yeah, we I even mean, had a single problem with the tornadoes. Every the electrics are great. Works. What's that? As every salt, every salter brand works. Just put a vibrator on it. Yep. <laughs> it solves everything. Just put a vibrator on it, even if it's a polycast. The inverted brand, V it just doesn't matter. It's just great. So the only thing we don't, the only thing I would change about the the tornadoes is the tornadoes have the electric motors, and if you do not have that inverted V, if you do not spend the three hundred bucks to put that inverted V on, the weight of a fully loaded spreader when you're yeah. turning it on in the cold, and you also have the plow going. Uh, it will overload that it will overload that alternator and it will yep. you'll start popping fuses so uh but, that goes uh, for that, all of them right if that the I think so. has them the our mdx system by buyers products same thing i mean we had to custom fab one up this year because last year the guys so the mdx is the round looks like a dump truck but then it has a conveyor on the sure. floor yep and then you can put a shield over it and use it like a dump truck in the summer and on our 550, it's an electric one. And the one that's on our 750, it's a live hydraulic. Well, the live hydraulic never have an issue, right? I mean, just every live hydraulics is awesome. But when yeah. you're going to like the, you know, the 550 style, it's an electric option. Mm-hmm. And that fuse blows, all, was blowing all the time, especially you put treated salt on the back of there. There was nothing to divert the weight off of that chain or that conveyor. So it would just blow the fuse and then where the fuse is located actually is terrible uh, to fix and replace. So this year we actually modified, like you said, that V to disperse that weight. So it's not just sitting on that chain and weighing that thing down and blowing those fuses. And the guys are just getting frustrated. You're constantly chiseling this, you know, the salt out when you're, you know, trying to work on it and just, it's yeah. Trying to solve that problem. But yeah, the salt dog and all of them have that V it's important that that is, that's there yeah. for a reason. Keep the, weight, keep the weight off. And yeah, cause the one thing I will say about the Westerns too is, they give you the little card with the error codes and they're, they're very, they're very responsive. Like they'll tell you exactly what your problem is. You don't got to go guessing what you've done. Like they'll tell you if the, if you have too much salt and it's overloaded and there's you know, it's requiring too much power to start that conveyor up to move it. They, uh, that it, they've been great. But like I said, I think putts has it right. You know, no matter what brand you buy, I think 90% of your longevity is in your maintenance of yep. it. How you do it? How you take care of it? Exactly. Anything? Anybody got anything else on any of this? Otherwise, we can wrap. Let us know, baby. Has anyone ran an AS or what is an ASV skids? ASV skid steer? Yeah, I've run one. Yes, with the the pause track or whatever it is. Yeah, the track machine. Mm -hmm. And thoughts on it? What do I mean? Everyone swears on this thing is like the greatest skid. It is extremely comfortable ride compared to any other track machine you've ever been in. That positive track, I think it's called the 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 wheel system suspension. 
the it's hardened rubber. Those bogey wheels are hardened rubber. Uh, if you're anywhere like for me, when I was using it in rocky soil and I was turning and stuff, I was I was taking chunks out of those bogey wheels, mm, breaking apart. But as far as the the only other complaint I had was the way their attachment plate sits on the arms. You, it's very hard sometimes to see what you're connecting to because you have a solid rigid bar uh, with the attachment plate on it. It's it sometimes depending on the height of the operator hard for him to, to make the connection on the first try where, you know, we don't, my guys will jump in the cases and no problem. They're going at 10 miles an hour and hooking up to something in one shot. They get in the SSV that we rented for that two jobs and we couldn't, we couldn't get an attachment off the trailer. It took like 10 tries. Cause you literally have no vision. Some guys, but as far as the ride and the operation, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Good. Good to know. Cause yeah, guys always speak highly, but I don't see very many of them up in, over here anyway. That's a Minnesota thing, isn't it? ASV? Is it? I don't I never see very I believe it is. is. Yeah, I think it is. is. Oh. I think Yeah, I think uh Ron from Muskox there, the creator of the Muskox, I think have something to do with ASV. I think he was an engineer there. Cuz I know they make like supposedly like one of the most powerful skids, like the biggest skid, most horsepower. The RT120, the forestry. Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's a beast, unit, man. That, that's yeah, a freaking even, like, beast and a half. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's a massive, massive animal. We had, I want to say, we had the RT-75, which was big, and they make a 100 and a 120, which are uh, an even larger frame skid. They're, they're, it's like a small dozer, honestly. It's not quite the Minotaur, the case Minotaur, but it's like a small dozer, <clears throat> the 120. But as far as you're going to put a mulcher on there, those things are incredible. They're, uh, they are incredible. But like with, with us, with the rocky soil... I noticed I was taking chunks out of those rubber bogies. That was a big, and they're expensive to replace. Those things are not cheap. I had no problems. Yeah, no, I I love the ride. The ride, it was very, very comfortable. Everyone says it's the most comfortable track machine you'll ever be in. Not even comparable to anything else you've been in with tracks. So definitely worth trying them out as far as the ride. But again, watch the bogey wheels if you're uh, doing stuff in in rock. I was just thinking uh, big snowblowers, big skid snowblowers. Oh, for that? Well, the, yeah, I mean, the big- just make sure you clean it. Make sure you clean it. All right. Good enough. Anybody got anything else, boys? Because Mitchell's got a hockey game to get to. <laughs> no, anything? No good. All right. All right, boys. Well, I want to thank all you guys for coming on again. Again, wealth of knowledge from the four of you. And, you know, it's nice to uh, nice to be able to talk to you guys. We don't, we don't get to do the group uh, – talks too much except in the text rooms but uh yeah thank you guys for coming on again awesome information and i think you guys helped a lot of people today anybody got anything else before we go jay anybody no, appreciate you having us on again let it snow anytime baby. let it snow right let it snow uh, who, who are the wild to losing to tonight i Mitchell? think it's like the thunder or something i didn't even look at who they're playing to be honest. oh man hey you don't even know what you're going to. Tampa Bay Lightning. I still can't laugh yeah. without coughing. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, it's the Lightning, Mitch. Okay. Tampa Bay Lightning. That's what I thought. All right. All right, boys. We'll be safe out there. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you again. We appreciate all your time. And uh, that's going to do it, boys and girls. It's going to wrap episode 49. As always, for me and Jeremy, thank you all for listening. Thank these guys for coming on. Hope, uh, Hopefully we helped you with some of that. 
And we'll see you next week. That is all. Think Snow. Keep pushing. Thank <laughs> you.